Ah, yeah. It's the DTC Podcast, people. The Real McCoy. Original recipe. First in your ear hole podcast on dynasty trading and player values. Hosted by Jean-Pierre L.E., Izzy Alcafas, and Akash Patel. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Dynasty Trade Calculator Podcast. I'm your host, John Paul Hurley. Joining me, my host, co-host, Izzy Alcafas, the Ferro Fantasy I don't know, do we do Twitter accolades? Like, we're, we're super, like, disorganized. But we do have some things to talk about, right? Okay. Yeah, well, Akash is, um, didn't make the flight, team flight. I thought you were going to say cut. That'd be kind of rude to say that. No, he did not get cut, but he didn't make the team flight this week. I don't think it's quite conduct detrimental to the team, but let's just say it's an excused absence. He's like, what's the... I thought it was an NFL player. It might have been NBA, but there's... There was a famous NFL player that would never fly on planes, so he'd always take like a bus oh, to get to games. That's a that's a basketball. Royce White. Was it Royce White? I feel like there was others others that did that too. That's maybe, but that's the one that comes to mind. I don't even know who that is. Royce White. I think he played at Iowa State. Oh, just college. Yeah, I think it was. No, he played in the NBA. He went. To, he did go to Iowa State in Minnesota. So he started his career out in Minnesota. He's drafted 16th overall by the Houston Rockets. Fun fact, do you know what he's doing now? Um, he is probably, he owns a restaurant. I don't know, just a guess. No, close. He's running for Congress. Wow, interesting. 15th, Minnesota's 5th Congressional District as a Republican. White is a far-right populist, embraced conspiracy theories ranging from the origins of the coronavirus to the integrity of the 2020 pres- presidential election and satanic influences in the federal government. He lost in the Republican primary weird oh this is what i was thinking of so good thank you the royce white thing didn't like it, it wasn't you, you ever like have a question and somebody answers it or you google it and it's like no that wasn't the you know the story that i heard or the answer that i had like i just didn't really quit quite sit right with me uh-huh. you want to know who it is are you thinking i don't know no i don't know i don't know john madden john madden yeah it was well documented he never liked to fly so he'd always driving buses or cars to get to uh, all of his games that that was uh i think because i'm pretty sure he played too but that's coaching yeah well i mean you have to think about it. that was when like planes first started flying maybe i mean he's not that old you know so i get that you know imagine like the first flying car i wouldn't want to get on that uh oh it does have a reason too it says over the years many have pointed to the california polytechnic state university football team uh there was a plane crash that occurred on october 29th 1960 we're almost uh 62-year anniversary of that plane crash, by the way, coming up oh, pretty later in October. More fun facts. A lot of people believe that that was something that uh, keyed Madden's aversion to flying. How interesting. Wow. There's some trivia. Triv- I mean, this was not on the agenda, but now we've got some fancy trivia for our listeners. How wonderful. We're five minutes in with two fun facts already produced. Yeah, Royce White. I, like I said, I haven't even heard of his name before. That's, that's very uh, interesting. I'm surprised. He was a uh, big player in Minnesota high school. Dale LaSalle. Huh. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Royce White uh, going for Congress and some of these other players that we're about to talk about might have some free time to um, try for Congress, too, because uh, <laughs> there are some significant injuries, uh, lots of time to spend to themselves these players have. But we're going to try to cover them as best we can. I feel like over the years, every single 
you know, like season, like after two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, we kind of turn into like a little bit of an injury podcast after a while, because there just always seems to be a pileup of injuries. And a lot of people always ask us, you know, what we're doing to kind of like pivot with their teams when they have these injuries, they, they might change the, you know, the situation that your team is in and stuff like that. And, you know, some of the players that you're targeting. So let's talk about some of these. Um, And later in the podcast, we're going to talk about some trade targets. If you're a contending team, last week, we talked about trade targets for a rebuilding team. Or if you're pulling the plug in the season. Now, conversely, we're going to go to the other side of that. So let's do the injuries first. Seems like kind of like our paradigm. So we're going to go right into it. I want to talk about one that really stings me a lot. Um, and no, it's not the uh, the rash that I have. Okay. <laughs> Something okay. that stings even worse. And it's Javante Williams going down with an ACL mm. tear. Uh, I got him in several places. Some rebuilding teams, some contending teams, including our home league. I should have traded him to you while I had the chance. But mm. uh, I'm going to have to stack Did I make you an and... offer? I don't think so, but I'm pretty sure that everybody in our league has has or had relative interest in Javante Williams at some point. So, mm. uh, But yeah, he's he down. He's down. He's down for the season. It is sad. My most, I think he's one of my most owned running backs. No which way. Which hurts. Yeah, you too. Hurts. Jalen no, hurts. No, not you too. Um, Javante Williams. Uh, this will probably be the last podcast we ever record at four in the afternoon. We're just like way too, <laughs> way too much energy relative to what we had normally have at like eight thirty at night. It's true. This is true. I, I will say, I was going to tweet just a few days ago. This is the first ACL injury to like a fantasy player up until this point. Hmm. This season, eh? When was the last time we went through? I, I don't recall a torn acl to a significant or even let's say a startable player in the preseason or first three weeks am i am i wrong on that um tim patrick i think is like and he's not obviously super significant oh yeah tim patrick sterling shepherd which are like they're like tertiary assets and then now javanta is the big one and here's the thing the running backs have sucked this year and it's not due to injury. It's just due to sucking. Yeah. So I feel like Javonta Williams' value is going to be kind of a bit insulated or cemented now until yeah. he comes back. You know, like torn ACL is not what it used to be. And I yeah. wouldn't go and trade him. You know, I think his value like, just sucks right now as a result of it because you can't use him this season. But for a rebuilder, you might be able to get really close to even money on him, right? Oh, what do you mean even money? His value what it was before the injury you might be able to get close to uh, you're, i don't think you'll ever get equal to what that was but you might be able to get close if you're like if you have javante and you're a contender and you want to move him to a rebuilder a rebuilder might consider paying close to what his value was before the injury okay so right now with the news of the injury i'm going to pull up the dynasty rankings here and we're going to go through and discuss where he is versus where you would take him in dynasty and we'll look at it from the lens of a rebuilder and a contender so should we include quarter let's just do one quarterback because then it's gonna i'm not even gonna throw the uh, quarterbacks into this mix here so he's currently 21st overall ahead of running backs let's should we start with the running backs should we just go to other comparable running backs yeah, maybe even just running backs. We probably wouldn't be who best to do it. Yep. Okay, let's stick with just running backs. And then we'll shift to wide receivers. 
I like so, that. This is fun. Case study. Case study, yeah. So he currently is running back six. He still has the value of an early 23 first. First of all, do you agree with that? Do you agree that he should be still an early 23 first? Yeah, maybe maybe right now he is, but I feel like as we inch closer to that draft, it's not going to be as close as it. Like, I feel like uh, those picks are going to continue to climb. Do you don't think Javante will by the time the draft rolls around? Because he's also going to recover value around draft time. Yeah, that's true. So like, right that's now, right when he's going to get back in action, you're a rebuilder. What would you do? He's a great buy target for a rebuilder. Perfect. Like you're going to get okay. somewhat of a discount. Um, I'm, you know, a contender might want. Like it depends on your, you know, your tools that you're trading. I'm not going to trade picks for him though. Would you trade a mid first for him? As a rebuilder, your money would be in good with that. A mid first. They're both going to be. They're both going to have value insulation. Yeah. Right. He can't get hurt again. The only thing that can happen is he has recovery. Yep, and he can't suck the rest of the season. He can't suck the rest of the season. So you you take Javante over a mid first. Yeah, I feel like that's a really good process. Because like what running back in the mid first would you be able to almost guarantee yourself a starting spot on, you know, a pretty good offense? And Melvin, like what's Melvin's contract situation looking like? I don't want to overanalyze this, but I think I feel like that's a really good process to do that. Like that's the discount that you want for a running back like Javante Williams. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that's probably probably is a good decision to do. It's hard to get yourself to do it. Yeah. You those know, picks they're they're uh there's a different layer of sexiness to them this year than than previous years. Correct. So I can see somebody saying, No, give me the uh give me the pick mid first there, but I will say I don't think either way you're both you're both ways you're getting an insulated player. With the mid first, the only thing the bad bad news with that is it could end up making a weird run due to injuries, and that mid first that's the gamble. It could be end up becoming a late first. It can be I mean you could get lucky and become an yeah, early first. You never know. Um But I think you can justify I agree. I'd I'd rather have the early first than Javanta. But I think with the mid first, I can justify making that that gamble. Yep. And I think in a perfect world. I know like it's like if you're a rebuilding team or you recently decided to pull the plug, kind of like listening to last week's podcast, you're like, I'm out in a perfect world. I would want to trade not quite an aging vet, but somebody like, you know, 25, 26 years old to get Javanta and then you know, might be able to have to might have to throw like a second in or something to get the person to pull the trigger. Um, yeah, I should just pull up the rankings page. I think that in a perfect world, that's the kind of trade I'd want to make for Javanta. Okay. So let's talk about a few different ideas here. Would you do something in the line of Aaron Jones plus like a Jamison Williams where you're going to have to take some sort of youth loss? Would you do something like that? Yeah, that's tough because Jamison's also got that insulated value right now with his uh, not sucking because of injury this year. You know, he's just, I don't know. That's that's a tough one, man. Mm. Aaron Jones and Jamison. I got I got a good one for you though. Can I can I give you one? Yeah, I want to hear one. Uh, a player on the rise but still has youth. You might have locked into him, but you could cash out while his value is high. Damian Pierce, plus, eh, like a late first probably, right? I I would guess that the Damian Pierce plus late first would win in a poll. 
Uh, you know what? As we're doing this, here's what we're going to do just for fun. I'm going to tweet them as we come up with these trade ideas. And you tell me, I guess we'll, we'll, I'll tell you at the end who wins. So your idea is Pierce and the late first for Javanta. I think that's going to be the Pierce first side. Yeah, and that's not relative. That's not super close in the calculator. So let me take a look here. That's thirty-five to twenty-eight. So let's see what the see what the early second is. That's twenty. Yeah. So an early second would probably be actually even. So it'd be Damian Pierce in an early twenty twenty-three second in a twelve-man uh, super flex league. That's almost right down the middle to what it what it shows. So give me that again. Damian Pierce in a in a an early. So just call it a two hundred one. Damian Pierce in the 201. See, as soon as you put the two in front of it, it changes. Yeah, and that's why I had to put the 01. Because like, if you say early second, it's kind of like, eh. I'm going to do a bunch of these. Damian Pierce. Yeah, isn't it weird how like a 112 and a 201, like if, if you said Damian Pierce and the, one, the 2023-112, like you knew this team crushes everybody and it's, he's guaranteed a championship or she. And his pick or her pick will be the 112. Guaranteed. Yeah, it, cha- it definitely changes. 100%. All right. So there's a couple I'm going to put out there. What about a deal like... I like your Damian Pierce angle. Yeah, put a different player in there instead of a pick, though. Let's go with a Damian Pierce plus Jahan Dotson. Oh, that's a good one. I was thinking of uh, what rookies would kind of be like um, in that range because uh, your rebuilding team, you probably have a few of those. I, I don't like the idea of moving more, you know, more than one youthful asset like that if I'm rebuilding. Okay. I do like that you're consolidating, but yeah, it's, it, it would. I would probably like who's a receiver that's not exactly a rookie that would probably be in that range. Maybe like what um, about. What about taking it a step down and going with like a Brandon Ayuk? Yeah, there you go. And maybe it's like a Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Brandon Ayuk. Is that enough? Probably not. Yeah, because Clyde is probably currently valued below Damian Pierce at this moment, right? Yes, Which is a little crazy, bit, slightly. Crazy awesome. I, honestly, I, I would say, yeah, that, that should be enough to pull the trigger. Okay, so I'm going to throw that one up there. Dynasty PPR, we're going Clyde Edwards, and who did I say? Brandon Ayuk? Yep, Clyde Edwards, Brandon Ayuk for Javanta. And Clyde has been balling, so may, but here's the thing. Clyde is one of those, he just, he lost all his supporters and faith and insulation. Here's, um, what about a, how about a Mike Evans, Damian Pierce? You'd have to do that as a contender, yes. And are you are you tweeting this out just uh, in a vacuum or are you I'm giving... just going to vacuum. I'm just curious what people are thinking in a vacuum. In a vacuum, closer. Um, I still think the value lies on the two player package, um, but definitely 100 percent as a contender, you have to do that because it's like you get all that. You get some youthfulness at running back still, and maybe a shot at something special with Damian Pierce. Plus, like you know, Mike Evans has got some pretty proven production, so. What about Josh? Here's I'm gonna put Josh Jacobs and Cortland Sutton. Uh, neither of those players really excite me. Well, they're both bond, so. Well, I'll say I'll say definitely definitely on the Evans and Pierce. 
See, uh, I'd rather have. I do I, like Jacobs as a contract year, though, right? I do like that. Okay. So, so far, not to spoil anything, but Javanta is not winning any of these thus far. So let's take it a step back now. Mm -hmm. What if we went with a AJ Dillon, Keenan Allen? Uh. How about a James Robinson, Keenan Allen? Let's try that one. What do you think? Who wins that side? Uh, that one makes me feel a little icky, so it's probably going to be close. I'm not really too fired up about those two players. It would, it would be painful for me to want to move Javanta for that, but yeah, I can, I can see as a contender. Would you do Travis Etienne and Gabe Davis? Where are you getting these from? <laughs> I'm just throwing stuff out here, baby. What would you do? Travis Etienne, Gabe Davis. I like Etienne, and it's like, obviously not, he's not a great play for this year. But I kind of feel like I'm a little bit more of a supporter of his than most people. Ah, oh, Etienne, Gabe Davis. Man. I kind of wish it was a wide receiver that would have a crack at a number one. You know, like, as long as Diggs is there, it's just depressing. But such a high-volume pass offense. Yeah, I don't know, like, that's, that's close. I, I would probably... I would probably say no because of Gabe Davis, but I would try. I, I like the foundation, and I would try to flex to a different wide receiver that I was that I felt better about in the same value tier. Okay. So, do we should we do more, or do you think we're good on on these trades? That's good. That's kind of fun. Then we could do like a recap of them near the end after they've had you know a hundred votes or more. Okay. So, I will go through these again for the listeners too, so you guys can kind of figure out what you guys want here. So the first one is Aaron Jones and Jamison Williams, or Javonta Williams. Damian Pierce in a late 23 first, Javonta Williams. Clyde Edwards and Ayuk for Javonta Williams. I'm not going to even say Javonta at this point because I think we know what the other one is. Josh Jacobs and Sutton. James Robinson and Keenan. So we took it a step down at that point. Etienne and Gabe Davis. So let me ask you, just so we have your yours on record, would you do these, and I want both lenses, would you do this as a contender or a rebuilder? Aaron Jones, Jamison Williams for Javonta. So if you're a contender, would you make the deal? So this has to be made on both sides or answer it from from perspective of each side. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of value and youth on that, on the two-player package. I go Aaron Jones. Jamison Williams, final answer, lock it in. Okay, but if you had both of those players and you were looking to rebuild, would you give up both of those players for Javonta Williams, or would you try to go to a different angle? I just don't feel comfortable throwing Jamison in there yet without knowing okay. exactly what I've got, so no. Okay, so no. Damian Pierce, late 23 first. I would, uh, so I shouldn't say no because you're asking me both sides. Yep. In both cases, I would want the Damian Pierce and first package. Okay. Because I, I feel like, and I know that it would be a crushing difference to throw a second on the pole, but I feel like Damian Pierce and some sort of early second would be a really even. That, I, I would have a harder time picking on that one. I, I like the idea of cashing out on Damian with a, with a second in there, but not a first. And just like you said, like the, 
the X Machina factor of a 23 late first is that maybe the team that you're getting that first from suffers from some more injuries more than just Javanta and you know ends up being like a mid first and that's just like you, you can't ever really fully predict that okay so in both cases I like the package on that one too and just because it I think that needs to be a second maybe even okay Clyde Edwards Alaire and Ayuk or Javanta Williams um yeah I'll go Javanta on that one w- what about if you're contending would you ship Javanta for that if I'm contending, yeah, that's that's close enough for me, close enough to the pin where I'd I'd go with the package if I'm contending. So th- that to you would be a good trade for both sides. Yeah. Okay, so that's the first trade so far that you think is good for both sides. All right, Josh Jacobs and Sutton, or Javonta Williams. I'm gonna go Javonta. Okay. Those are just both like I need I need one of those two players to excite me you know at least one of them and i just like well they're they're both like top five at their position i mean yeah and maybe like the contender lens again though um that might so if you're a contender would you would you pull it like is that enough for you to pull so jacobs is seventh rb7 and sutton is wide receiver 11 so not quite top five but both pretty good yeah that's tough it's tough for me so that one's hard the contender lens is hard. The the rebuilder lens is not so hard. Okay. So that trade is not going to be made. Okay. James Robinson and Keenan. Javanta's mm, pretty. Like, I'll go Javanta on that one. Okay. For both sides. Yeah. Uh, Etienne and Gabe Davis. Mm, I'm going to go Javanta. Remember, rebuild and contender. Okay, so both ones. I will go... Man, that, that is one where I'll say it works for both sides. It really does. I mean, technically, Etienne and Gabe Davis would rebuild too. Yeah, and, and it's, a, okay. it's a good... Yeah, I, I agree. It's a good um, hedge, right? This is an interesting question. One of them works for contender, but they both work for rebuilder. Yeah, I agree with that. And I... I'm assuming this comes down to people voting. They're voting for their team situation. If they like, yeah. Well, no, if they like ETN, that's what it really comes down to. Sure. I don't know what I would do on that one. Well, that's, that's, that's why that one's good is because it's, it's uh, really close to the pin. Hmm. That one could be a flip of a coin. Like, you know, it depends. If I feel differently about it tomorrow, I could go a different direction. But right now, I think it's a trade that works for both sides. Rebuilder, okay. I want Javanta. Contender, I want Etn and Gabe. Thank you. I think you can. Man, I hate. I hate chasing contention. You know me. I feel like you lose. Presumably, your RB one. Maybe if you're lucky, use your RB two. And is Etn and Gabe Davis enough to help you contend? And I'm now looking at this. They're this. Both of these are probably for next year. And coming around the 23 corner as you get into September of 23, what has a better chance of having more value even during the summer? God, the ETN, the ETN dice roll. I, I will say I don't have any ETN, but I am intrigued by the idea of trying to acquire him. I feel like he's slowly being given up on. And the dude looks like he's shot out of a cannon every time he touches the ball. Yeah. I just don't think he's nuanced enough to be the guy. 
he just runs really fast as fast as he can straight. Yeah, but I think he's going to be, you know, like as Trevor Lawrence continues to develop, he'll be more useful in the passing game. He's got chemistry. He's got the new coaching staff. He's just got, you know, an obstacle in front of him in James Robinson, which came kind of as a surprise off of his ACL or uh, his um, Achilles injury. I, I mean, were you surprised to see that too? Like, I, I just like, uh, you can't stop this guy. James, yeah, he's a Terminator. But is he gonna be? Is he gonna be around? Like, is, is there enough confidence in the organization and ETN? Like, he's he wasn't drafted by this coaching staff. That kind of hurts him. Like, I'm just trying to weigh all of the pros and cons here. You know? Yeah. Really quick to the other side of it, Gabe Davis. Like, Diggs seems like with that big contract, Biggs, Stefan Biggs. Contact, that he'll yeah. probably never leave Buffalo. So like, you know, Gabe Davis, maybe your only hope is that he moves where he can have a shot at getting, you know, wide receiver one work. But like, you know, it's still pretty good for that offense and stuff. I, I just don't know. Like that, that one's another one where it's tough, just like ETN. I think the tiebreaker for this would be if it's start eight or nine, I'm taking Javante Williams. Yeah. If it's start 11 or 12, I'm taking ETN and Gabe Davis. If it's start 10, that means we got two, assuming it's super flex, we got two quarterbacks, two running backs, three receivers, tight end, and two flex. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be more comfortable with the Javante Williams side in a start 10. Yeah, so like a lower. It gives me the insulation. I don't have to deal with kind of relying on ETN. Yeah. And then same goes for, you know, league size, I'm sure, as. Yeah, and and I think I'd much rather, if I'm a contender, I'd much rather try to target a cheaper running back. Like a James Robinson, yeah. Well, not even that, like a Cordero Patterson now that he's hurt. You could probably get him for much cheaper and hopefully he can help you in the playoffs. Yeah. Something along that line. Yeah, so that you can keep Javante. I mean, pr- process-wise, that's the right answer. But, um, you know, we're talking about if you're, if you know, if you're, if you can't. I think you're right. The o- o- overall, you're probably right. Maybe targeting somebody cheap and keeping Javanta is the right answer. But um, it-, it was a fun hypothetical. Honestly, maybe a maybe a rebuilder has Melvin Gordon, or going to the waiver wire and trying to pick up Mike Boone. I'd r- I, like I almost that. feel like I'd rather do that. Yeah, I would agree, and and I think that um. That's probably how we can finish up the Javonta Williams talk is that I don't think the play is Melvin Gordon. In fact, I was reading some, uh, maybe I should just give this guy some cred. I was reading somebody's tweet is like uh, running backs. You should target um, on the free agent wire. And like, he was really big on Boone and I was reading all about it. It was great, great tweet. Damn, it's gone. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be, they're going to be splitting. I don't think Melvin, it might be a 60, 40. But Melvin Gordon is not going to get all the work. Well, so this, this guy, this guy said Melvin Gordon, or uh, I, I think Melvin Gordon is hindered from some ailment or injury. I think it's an ankle or something. And like last week, Mike Boone outtouched Melvin Gordon, and a lot of people see that as a trend. You know, as he's trending upwards, you could see that be, uh, you know, more of a a materialized thing going forward. You know, because you know Melvin is no spring chicken anymore. And Boone looked pretty good, and whenever he had the chance to, you know, get plenty of touches in Minnesota, Boone looked like he just has a bad name, you know. And 
he might be a good running back. He was just stuck behind Delvin Cook, Alexander Madison, and he's got a bad name. It's, it's not a very exciting name. What if it what if it was Boom? Mike Boom. Mike Boom with a with an M, Boom? Yeah. Mike Boom. Would that be a good enough name? Yeah. I would like I would draft him in the first round. <laughs> Just one letter. Can you believe that? One letter changes his entire outlook. Yeah. Unbelievable. And like who is the other one? Who is the uh who is the Jacksonville Jaguars running back that had such oh Storm Johnson. I was like, oh, this guy has got the Madden effect. Yeah. Storm. Storm yeah. Johnson. He didn't do anything. He didn't amount to anything. He, did not. he was more like uh like it was sprinkling. Yeah. Well, you were a big fan of Master Teague. You thought that was gonna yeah. be a name a enough name. enough to just just that, that name alone he was gonna have relevancy. Yeah, sometimes that works. <laughs> not the best <laughs> process. Last one, Damian Pierce in an early 23 second or Javonta Williams? Yeah, that's the one that's right there at that Mendoza line. Um, So here's what's funny. We don't, I mean, we're at 96 votes already for that one. The late first and Damian Pierce. I'm going to let you guess. So people are listening out there. I'm going to let you guys guess too. Damian Price, who I've misspelled in here. Yes. Oh, Damian Price. Damian, I put it in as Damian Price is at autocorrected. Damian Price in late twenty three first, or Javonta Williams is. Would you like to guess? One hundred ninety five votes already. Yeah, I mean it's going to be Javonta because that changing from a late first to an early second completely changes it, right? Ask answer the the twenty three first, the late twenty three first in Price, aka Pierce. Oh, it's so it's so easily the first. Um, How much? What would you guess? Give me sixty nine. Sixty nine to thirty one. Okay. Did I get it right? Uh, hold on, I'm not going to give you. And now I want you to guess the Pierce early twenty three second. The, the exact opposite. Sixty nine for uh, Javanta. Pretty close. I mean, so the twenty three first in Javanta is currently sitting at 66 to 34 in favor okay, we'll of take it. Pierce Price, 3%. however you want to yep, call we'll it. Take it. And the Pierce early 23 second is at 62.38 through 100 votes. <laughs> Jeez. And I, like, I, I'm with it too. Like, I understand why. It's, it, it is wild because it's like literally the difference of maybe, what, four picks at the most? Let's say it's let's say it's even let's say it's the one ten versus the two oh three six picks tops. The bolts would yeah. be considered early and late. Isn't that five picks? Ten, eleven, twelve, one, two, and then three. So six. You picked up the ten, eleven, twelve, one, two, three. Six picks. picks. Am I confused? Well, there's five picks picking before you so get you're the two oh three, but it's the sixth player. Let's if you say- have a group of six in your let's say you have five guys that you have in your queue and person's picking at 110 conceivably the five guys you have in your queue could be gone and now you have to find a sixth guy so i would consider that six picks okay that, yeah that's uh man that kind of cooks my brain a little bit I, I think that's five picks away it's you have five more picks before you're up but it is six picks difference <laughs> this is the best semantics discussion of all time okay you're picking at 110 yes and you want to trade back five draft slots what pick are you getting that's the 202 
the 202. <laughs> 100%. That is 100%. Okay, wait, here's a question. Here's a good question. You're okay. picking at 110. You want to move back one spot. What pick are you taking? The 111. Okay. You want to trade back two spots. What are you taking? The 112. Three spots. The 201. Four spots. The 202. <laughs> 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 oh. Hold, Hold on. on. <laughs> Hold on. This is second. so good, man. You move back five spots. Hold on. This is a <laughs> this is like a fifth grade riddle here. Oh, this is so good. I, I'm so happy right now. <laughs> Dude, my mind is is jacked up right now. Hold on. I know my my mind was because you think that way, so I had to try to like explain it differently. Okay, so if you move back four spots, okay, okay, yes, you are right. If you move <laughs> back five spots, you're moving back. You're not counting the one ten because you're moving five back yeah. from the one ten. Yeah. Okay, you already have the that would give yeah. you the two hundred three. Yes, but it's still six players. Yeah, six so it'd be players, six but picks. a difference of five draft spots. Yeah, you'd be yeah, you'd be moving back five spots. Yeah, but it's not five spots total. You'd just be moving okay. back five. Okay, that's why, man. You had me. <laughs> you had me. Okay, so I was wrong. Moving back five spots from the one ten is not the two hundred two. But, but there are is. six players. Yeah, the one ten through the two two hundred three is two, six three. players. Yeah, correct. Okay, six picks. glad we figured that out. Okay, <laughs> Jeez. so the fact that it is significantly different it's basically a flip. You're right. And I get it. I get it as well. So anything else on the Javante conversation? I've, obviously, this is the biggest news of the year so far. Yeah. And maybe, like, I don't know how much, uh, you know, a high ankle sprain can linger, but, I, like, Jonathan Taylor is in for kind of a, an unfortunately long season now, you know, like Jonathan Taylor uh, owners, I should say. Because now you're going to play the whole game like, oh, did they rush him back? You might get, you know, like, you know, other things could be, he might be favoring it, babying it, and something else could get hurt or came back too soon to prove something. Or he's like, what was it, Michael Thomas, uh, like a couple years ago that had a high ankle sprain? He just ended up not making it back for the whole season. Yeah, but he had something more than just a high ankle sprain. So that may, might have been a little different. Yeah, but it's just, I don't feel like hamstrings and high ankle sprains just like make me nauseous. Yeah, I mean, he will lumber around a little bit. Here's the thing. If you have Jonathan Taylor, you've probably you're probably at best two and two. Yeah. Unless your team is stacked all the way around. Right? Yeah, maybe. I mean he's 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 running back twenty two on the season. And that's considering a twenty twenty seven and a half point outburst that hurts week one. Mm. So I don't know. His values come down quite a bit. Who would you rather have in Dynasty right now, Barkley or Jonathan Taylor? I mean, it's it's amazing to me that that's even a question at this point. Like, it, like before the season, it would be hard to make that business case that after four weeks, right, that Saquon has done enough to be in that conversation and Jonathan Taylor has fallen off enough to be in that conversation. Like, it's pretty wild to even consider that. Um, I still think that it's got to be Jonathan Taylor. But man, Saquon is looking sexy. And that, like, there's probably nobody that's more excited about it than me. I went in pretty heavy last offseason. You did. And I faded. I faded. Um, oh, I got an offer. 
Okay, let's analyze a live trade offer. We should have some sort of like live trade I... offer notification sound. I have Javonta Williams in the Ultimate Dynasty Podcast League. I was planning on contending this season. I'm, I think I'm two and two. I'd have wow. to check. The situation hits home for you then. So I'm kind of right in, but I got offered Damian Pierce in a 23 first, which is mine, which is right now sitting at mid first. No way. What are they? Oh, because somebody saw the tweet. I'm, yes. And they happen to have Damian Pierce. And no, sorry. I happen to have Damian Pierce in a mid 23 first. And they happen to have Javonta Williams. Oh, the other way around. Okay. Yes. But you're the contender, not the rebuilder. Yeah. So I so I do not have Javante Williams. I am the I am the technically the, the contender that's not yeah. necessarily for sure contending. I yes, I I'm two I will be two and two after this week. Yeah, a mid first, you're gonna call it. That's yours. Yeah, I mean I can't assume that I'm gonna be can't assume I'm gonna be good. Good enough at this point. Here's the thing. That's that's very interesting. Um No, you have Pierce in the first. Yeah, that's an easy no. Right. I agree. Yeah. But easy. I got excited for a second. I thought it was going to be a, a decent, decent conversation. Yeah. The other way around would have been interesting because you're kind of like weakening your team. Like, yeah, I, I was just thinking like the other way around. But yeah, maybe maybe we'll wait and he'll send me Pierce in a second. Yeah, because that that makes things more interesting. Should I counter? Yeah. Like, do you have a, an early second or something close? I can just. I can just flip it. This is this is what's funny. Like I know that it's not between you and me, but Mo's ultimate wet dream for this podcast ever since its inception, probably in the 2017? No, no, 2015. Yeah, so seven years of podcasting. His wet dream was for us to have a trade executed live on a show. And it's never really happened. It's never come to fruition. This could be our first one, even though it's not between us, which I think is the real dream, but this would be uh, pretty cool if you could pull one off. So he sent that to me. I'm going to counter. And honestly, this is just for the for the sake of the podcast or for the sake of the podcast here. I give up my guy Damian Pierce. And I give up. I'll give up my my second. I like that. That's a good cash out. I do like that. Cashing out on Damian's performance like All right. And I hate I hate I, I Let's do it. Let's do it. Boom. Yeah. Sent. Mike Boom. Okay. Mike Boom. We wait. Yeah. And then Mike, like the, the Mike Boom thing too, like you could have in like when he's being announced, I'm just imagining like they would announce him uh, like before the game. It'd be like, you could have the here comes the boom song playing. Oh, yeah. Right. Dang, man. Mm-hmm. It's just built in fun. It is. Interesting. Interesting thing here with that, that trade. Not like it matters anymore. But I do have Melvin Gordon. That is interesting, kind of. But yeah, yeah, it doesn't really doesn't factor as mm-hmm. much. Doesn't matter anymore. But a little interesting. Yeah, I think we we that was a pretty well rounded point of view on Jonathan Taylor. I I definitely think it's interesting that Saquon's in the same conversation. I go Jonathan Taylor because it, it's not going to take long for him to get that back, and then it's going to be a little bit of a non conversation. However, like gross. What? A live somebody texted me. They saw the thread. They texted me. They gave up Javante Williams for Zeke in two twenty-three seconds. Oh no! And I think it's probably you know what? I don't like it, but I'm gonna throw it up here. No, no, no! It's not gonna be close. 
Unless you think there's enough recency bias from the big Zeke. Was there a big catch, right? I don't know. We'll see. I think there's going to be a landslide. Yeah, not close. Not close. But, um, yeah, so go ahead. Sorry, I had to cut you off there with that. Yeah, I was just kind of uh, summarizing uh, your, your original question about JT versus Saquon. It's like It's a little premature to think that Saquon could outkick JT's value right now. And I think JT's kind of like, he's at that point now with his injury where he's, he's, uh, he's going to be a little insulated for a few weeks. So that's almost lucky for Jonathan Taylor owners because like he has had a pretty difficult couple of games and mm-hmm. he's not going to have those for a while now because he's going to be sitting down. And meanwhile, Saquon's just exploding. And then like, it has me questioning myself a little bit though. Cause like they are pretty similar in age, right? I think the, the the right process with Jonathan Taylor is obviously you don't trade him like as a contender. Would you move him? Like what else would you be looking for? You know, that's kind of hard to move a guy like that. Yeah. Yes and no. So the, the, the process should always be when you have a top running back, you, you trade them. Yeah. The number, if you have the RB1 in Dynasty, you should always trade that RB1. Is he still the RB1 in Dynasty? Yes. Okay. I mean, who would you have ahead of him? It'd really just be Saquon. Yeah, I agree. I mean, McCaffrey isn't pushing. Nope. McCaffrey's not pushing. And then you got, like, Swift and Brees Hall. Yeah, they're not pushing. So the process should always be, you take Jonathan Taylor and you trade him. You trade him. I guess now, what I would be looking to do is trade Jonathan Taylor and get, like, a Brees Hall plus. Hey, that's what I would be looking to do. You could wait it out, but I think Brees Hall's value only increases from here, even though Jonathan Taylor's value also increased from here. That's probably the direction I'd, I'd go. Yeah, isn't it crazy how, like, after Jonathan Taylor, there just isn't, you know, like you said, Saquon kind of, Christian kind of, Swift kind of, not really. Like, there's just, there's there's so many more question marks at those top running back spots than there used to be. Even in, in the preseason. Yeah. How interesting. Yeah, I'd even try to get like... Najee's falling way down. Oh, man. Yeah. How about... Here's one. I got one for you. Yeah. How about if you're moving JT, how about a Dobbins package? Dobbins yeah. is the foundation, and then you can fill the gap with something uh, significant. What is it? Um, well, let's see here. In the calculator... Like a trail on Burks? Dobbins Burks? Yeah, that's a really good choice. So uh, Dobbins is like 25.8 in the calculator right now, and Jonathan Taylor's 42, so you need something to fill like a 16-point gap. Trail on Burks is 17. And that might be pretty good, yeah. There you go. I would do that. I think you could make that case. I think that's... An- what about Jameson Williams? Yeah, another really good... Like, I like that. I like I like the the ascendancy. Is that a word? Ascension? Ascension? Ascend- let's go ascension. Yeah, like, oh, let's stick with that. Whatever. Okay. Okay, continue. Yeah, that's fine. I, I like acquiring those, because like, just like you said, um, Jonathan Taylor is kind of, even though he's injured right now, he's kind of plateaued. You know, he's the running back one. There might be, like, what did he come down from? Maybe like seven to ten points before getting injured how about he's seven points higher well let me see i want to say 
it's not just the injury, it's the performance. Yeah, a little bit with the performance uh, too. Yeah. So he started the season at 55.9. Uh, sometime in September, his value was 51. And then now he's at 42. Yeah, so like down nine. I mean, you're, you're kind of like bacon in that loss, but I like, I like the fact that both Dobbins and Jamison are ascending, you know, like that's the kind of trade I like to make. Yeah. I think that's fair. You are selling a little light. Yeah. God. Yeah, but yeah, but that's why you just get, get out from under him early. It used to be, I mean, we had this with Saquon. We had it with Gurley. We had it with McCaffrey. We had it with Zeke. Like every time, when was the last time an RB1 was an RB1 back-to-back years starting? Was uh, it McCaffrey? Dynasty RB1 or like the fantasy? So Dynasty RB1. Dynasty RB1, yeah. It's not... Was it McCaffrey? Yeah. Well, because he felt, yeah, he got, yeah, he got banged up. I thought he rose to the top and then he just has been riddled with injuries ever since making it there. You know, he's a walking Madden curse running. He's a running Madden curse. I wish we had that, that data, but here, while we're talking, I'm going to look it up and see if I can find, find that. You know, it might've been Saquon. Do you know why? Why is that? He made it to dynasty running back one really quick like almost almost before he played any games it seemed like and then he was the following season the dynasty running back one still i guess it depends on your timing like from when to when would they have had to be the dynasty running back one right so yeah true so let me see here Saquon one would have been close because i remember him like he got so much hype and he just like Okay. He was in the top 10 dynasty picks, and I think he made it dynasty running back one. All right. So I'm going to go back to 2015. Twenty fifteen. Le'Veon Bell was the RB one. Yeah. Eddie Lacy was RB two. It was Zeke, maybe yeah. Zeke. I bet Zeke did it. Zeke did it 2017, 2018. That's my guess. In 2016, Todd Gurley was the RB1, and there was five receivers ahead of him. What time stamp are you using for, the t- like, what time of year are you? This is just going between May, the offseason, May to September 2nd, okay, right okay. before this. Yep, I like okay. it. Le'Veon Bell was RB2. In 2017, David Johnson was RB1. Zeke was RB2. Le'Veon Bell was RB3. Okay. 2018, Todd Gurley back to RB1. Saquon RB2 before he even played a game. That was the one, yeah. Zeke RB3. 2019, Saquon, McCaffrey, Kamara, Zeke. 2020, Saquon still held the crown. McCaffrey was two, Zeke was three. But, you know, there's jostling those top three, you know? Like, that's close enough for me. McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara. And then this year, it was... JT. JT. McCaffrey. Javante. uh, Sorry, yeah. JT, Najee, McCaffrey, Javante, Swift. Yeah, how about Najee's fall from grace? Man. Hmm. Was he, like, running back... 12 by now, 11? 
Uh, he is, while we're talking here, Najee Harris is, he can't be that far because there's really not a lot of good running backs. RB9. Okay. Ouch. But I think that's mo- mostly the Najee ho- owners just holding on for dear life as opposed to, like, if you really think about it, it it's actually really difficult to value or to rank running backs. Like, the guys in his range right now are Javonta Williams, Chubb, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, J.K. Dobbins. Mm, wow. Like, not a lot of, like, you have Nick Chubb, who's the best running back of the of the group. But he's also, he doesn't catch passes, which everybody hates. And he's Aging. 26. He's Kareem you have Austin Eckler, who's 27, and he is now where he is just because he had a month. He's top five running back now after that one-week performance. Well, that was kind of, I feel like he was due. You know, like if there's ever somebody that was due. He had, what did he have, like 20 touchdowns last year? They were just flashing that. Yeah. Before he scored any, he's like, and there was like zero touchdowns. The next play, he scores a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. The next play, he scores a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. So would you would you have Najee like who would you have Najee ahead of Chubb, Eckler, Mixon, Dobbins? Those five. Chubb, Eckler, Mixon, Dobbins. Oh man, you know I like where he's at behind them, but I like him as a buy now. Well, so he's in between them. So it's Chubb and Eckler, Najee, Mixon, Dobbins. Okay. Yeah, I, I like. So I, I think Dobbins is on the rise. So I, I would probably say, and Najee is, has been on the decline. So they're kind of like on on intersecting, like x x axis, you know, whatever the mm-hmm. technical term is. They're intersecting mm-hmm. right now. Their values are. Um, okay. I like that Dobbins is rising. Najee's falling, but like a little bit more. And Najee's going to be a buy. Plus, I kind of like you know what might happen with a quarterback change in Pittsburgh. Like obviously, it's not working with Trubisky, right? So I would be. I would almost tease a couple of offers for Najee just to see what's possible you know but to answer your question I would probably have him man I'd probably have him below Eckler I'd probably have him below Chubb and I like I like Dobbins ahead of Najee right now because I'm I'm like I'm building in some expected value spikes from Dobbins as he gets more work and what I saw was like he's he's good I needed to see that. Um, and who was it? Was Mixon? I have Najee had a Mixon. You have Najee had a Mixon. So you have, so okay. That's tough though. That's not easy. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So it's good talk for for JT and and company. Yeah, we'll probably like. Can you maybe just give us one of those like you know at the end of the red zone channel they're like okay now we're gonna show you every touchdown that was scored today and it's like kind of a cool little collage of touchdowns that were scored like maybe you can give us like the last few players in in a really quick collage to end the podcast. Are we talking injuries? Are we talking because we were gonna talk about some buys for 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 uh, contending teams? Do we wait on that? Let's wait on that for next week, and then you can finish us off with the, the injuries because I believe we had Tua on there. I'm not sure that, yep. that's uh, that's not a huge impact for. Well, I mean, it's a pretty big impact for quarterback, but it's also a big impact for the guys around him because Teddy doesn't look like he's you know able to backfill Tua, um, you know, to give Tyreek and Jalen Waddle the production that you want. Um, and mm-hmm. also there was um, one other. Who else did we mention? Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks. Yeah, so let, we cover him a the, little bit. Give us the two-minute warning take for those two guys. I, I really like the idea of buying Traylon Burks. I think that 
we will see him ascend by the end of the season. He, he will have more value. I get, I, I would put a lot of money on that he's going to have more value by the end of the season, assuming he doesn't get hurt. He's on the field. So I like him as a buy. Yeah. He's currently worth a late first, late, late 23 first. I don't like the idea of giving up first, so I, I try not to. So I wouldn't say that's the swap. But I don't mind the idea of trying to give up like a, and I don't want to go too old because then it's like a contender versus. Yeah, that's yeah. situation-based. But like DJ Moore, I, in Dynasty, I'd probably rather just have Traylon Burks. DJ Moore is stuck with Baker Mayfield. If Baker Mayfield is not the guy, it's going to be Sam Darnold, who isn't going to do much for DJ Moore either. Then you got to wait for next year. Maybe they have a quarterback. I think DJ Moore is, unfortunately, he's been a wasted, he's been wasted potential there. Yeah, he's like Allen Robinson, right? He's like uh, early yeah. Allen Robinson. He's, yeah, he's the unproductive Allen Robinson. I do Traylon Burks for that. Chris Godwin, higher than Traylon Burks. I'd rather have Traylon Burks at this point. Chris Godwin's getting into age crisis. Also, last year with Tom Brady, don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Terry McLaurin. Yeah, but again, another that's another team situation dependent take. Like, is there anybody else yeah. that's kind of like near that tier that's not quite so old? He's 26, so it's not like he's dying. Yeah, he's wow. not at the age apex. I thought yet. he was older 20... than that. I bet he's turning yeah. 27 soon. Terry McLaurin. There you go. That's a good one. How old? Well, it's not. Can you? Here's the thing. I've always talked about this. It is shocking how old Terry McLaurin is. Yeah, I would have guessed 26, but you make me doubt myself now. He is 27. No way. Yeah, he was an old rookie in 2019. He came out in 2019. Okay, that's Can you believe great. that? 2019, he was a rookie. In, right? It was, he was in the 2019 class. He's in 2019 class, and he's 27 years old. Ooh, okay, here's a couple for you. Hmm. Uh, just to finish this one off, I know that you said a two-minute warning, but Traylon Burks or Elijah Moore? Hmm. I like Elijah Moore. They're both very similar to me. I, I think I think I'd probably go Burt. Man, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna pass. I, Hurley, I'm gonna select pass on that. Okay. Be the fifth. Uh and the other two are Burks or Judy or Burks or Devonta Smith. Tough ones for you. I kind of chose like a couple players who are not aging and they're within a couple value points, but ahead of Traylon Burks. So I want to see where you're projecting Burks' value here. Basically, what this comes down to is do we want to hope for a Traylon Burks wide receiver one role over having young guys in a wide receiver two role? Yeah. Yeah. And I think the right process is Burks and change if you can get it right. Yeah, he's a little. He's just slightly below those guys. I'd probably yeah. very barely have Smith and and Judy ahead of him. Yeah, Judy is one I can I, I could see getting off of. Um, I'd rather have uh, like Dotson, for example. I love I love Dotson. Um, but now I'd probably rather flip them and and take Burks if you can get Burks plus. Yeah, for Dotson, I definitely would do that. I think Dotson's great. I think he's a phenomenal player. I think he might actually be better than Traylon Burks. Actually, I do think he's better than Traylon Burks. But he's stuck behind Terry McLaurin for another couple of years, and Curtis Samuel's still got a couple of years in the contract. So, And he's got Carson Wentz. There's not going to be enough volume there to support 
Dotson's, and he's right now being inflated by touchdowns. I did say in a few weeks he'll be able to get Dotson for much cheaper than he is now. But yeah, Gabe Davis is another good one. Would I have Gabe, is, Gabe Davis or Traylon Burks? And that one's really close for me too. Yeah, Burks. That's the wide receiver two thing too. What about Christian Kirk? Yeah, it's still... Yeah. Christian Kirk's 25, wide receiver one in the offense, currently top yeah. five or six receiver, I think, in, in, in fantasy. Mm, I think he's fallen off a little bit after last week, but maybe. After last week, maybe. But yeah, I, I like Burks. Uh, yeah, he's he's wide receiver 10. Okay, so next one, Tua, last one. Shit, Tua. I don't know what I'd do with Tua. You don't know what you'd do? I don't know what I'd do with Tua. The, the problem is there's really not a lot of pivots. Like, you can't trade down with Tua. You got Russell Wilson, who's 33 and doesn't look like the same Russell Wilson. You got Trey Lance, who's a complete dart throw. You have Rodgers, who's old. Stafford, who's 34. Justin Fields, who at this point, we don't know how good he's going to be. Kirk yeah. Cousins is 34. Zach Wilson's a complete question mark. Derek Carr, who's Derek Carr. You have Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett. Like... Jared I feel like Goff. the right answer is you flex over and do uh, Dak Prescott and just hope that Dak bounces back. Dak back? What about, I would honestly, what I would do is I would try to do any, everything in my power to trade Tua to get Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I like that. I like that play too. That would be like, at this point, with the way that the quarterback landscape is, it's the top four, Allen Herbert, Mahomes, Jackson, top five hurts that I think are right now producing at a cut above. You have Burrow, Kyler are just the guys that you want. They're, they're, they're great, but they're not elite. Like they're not. Yeah. Like Kyler Murray has these weird, he starts out the first half with like 60 passing yards and an interception. Then he ends the day with 25 fantasy points. Like he finds a way to salvage fantasy points, but it's very stressful. Uh, so outside of those seven guys, it's like Deshaun Watson and he got Trevor Lawrence, Dak and Tua and Russell Wilson. And Deshaun Watson is the only one that's not playing that you could probably just try to pry off of a team. The funny thing is I wouldn't even put Russell inside that, like that third tier that you just listed off. I wouldn't. It's, it's Trevor, Dak, Tua, Russell, Lance, Rogers, Stafford. And I wouldn't like, I'd stop before Russell. Yeah. And it's not even that because it's it's technically it's Lawrence Prescott Tua in their own tier. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to get at. And then it's and then it's the next tier of Wilson, yeah. Lance, Rogers, Stafford. Yep. But yeah, I think you're right. I think the right answer, the process is to flex over to Dak or to like Deshaun Watson. I think that's perfect. I think that's what you look for. Yeah. What about Trevor Lawrence? Uh, I don't think anybody would do it anymore. I, I mean, it's a yes for me. I would definitely. I would definitely like to move from Tua to Trevor. I, w- I might have wanted to try something like that after Tua's really big game and then just get like a bunch of sweeteners added onto it and then flex over to Trevor. But um, now it's just like, I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. I, I also fear, I was talking to a league mate of ours, Reed Nelson, who's a good friend of the show. He's a huge Dolphins fan. He thinks that Tua's going to get shut down for the season. I don't think so, but like, uh, I just like there's career implications on the line here, you know, and it's like, I don't like that. Yeah, this has got Javid Best written all over it. 
<laughs> this is got Jonathan Beck. <laughs> yeah. It is it's a little worrisome. I don't know. Tua is, is, is a very interesting... It's such a big gamble at this point. Yeah. It's a big gamble because he's still fetching a decent price tag. If you're if you're rebuilding or if you're a team that's looking at next year, you probably go after Tua pretty aggressively. If you yeah. can move like a Rodgers plus, Wilson plus, even Fields plus plus. Yeah, Lance plus plus. Know. God, it's so hard with Tua, but yeah, I agree. So yeah, go after Deshaun Watson. If you don't like Deshaun Watson because of his off the field stuff, then maybe pivot to a pay up, pay up even more and try to get like a, no, I wouldn't even do that. I like the Dak. Dak is good. I don't like Dak though. I don't, that's why it's a good, it's a good trade though, is because they're right now, like Dak's value is lower than it's been in, you know, since his, his ankle injury, right? His foot injury. Yep. So I think it's it's a good time to like if he has one or two or three good games, he might his value might bounce back, confidence goes up, and then you can if you still don't feel good about him, you can trade him at that point, right? But right now, it's a good time to to make a move for him, you know? He's never been this low. Yep. So do you want to here, we'll do the recap. 352 votes. Aaron Jones, Jameson Williams, 73%. Javante Williams, 27%. Uh, Damian Pierce slash Damian Price, late 23 first, 64 to 36 after 321 votes. So that one still held for the, yep. for the Pierce Price side. Clyde Edwards and Ayuk, 32% Clyde and Ayuk, 68% Javante. I'm surprised by the gap on that. Yeah. Josh Jacobs and Sutton, Javante, 55-45 in favor of Josh Jacobs and Sutton. Okay. That's a bit surprising too. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised that it's, I would put Clyde and Ayuk in the same ballpark as Jacobs and Sutton. James Robinson Keenan was a, was a landslide for Javanta. We have Etienne and Gabe Davis, Javanta 58%, Etienne, Gabe Davis 42%. Oh, sir. Pierce and a 20, early 23 second was Javanta Williams. 67 to 33. And then Zeke in two 23 seconds. Or Javonta Williams, and it 80, was a 20. landslide, eighty-eight to twelve percent. Yeah, that shouldn't have been tweeted. I I I agree. Well, they asked me to tweet it. I thought it was pretty pretty bad. And his his comment was, "Zeke is my RB five now," and that to me makes it even less of a reason to do it. If Zeke's your RB five, then you keep Javonta Williams. And one second is early, he says. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's it's if Zeke is your RB five, it is easily you hold on to Javanta as your RB five. Yeah. But oh, RB five on his team. Okay, I thought you were yes. saying he's he's no, got Zeke RB5 ranked as his RB five. Okay, got okay. Four running backs ahead of Zeke. I yeah, think that's, bad. that's, that's bad yeah. Process. You definitely don't need to make a trade. There, there's no necessity in that trade. Then. Yes, I agree. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good talk. Nice wrap up. There you have it. That was a pretty nice all-inclusive look at those running backs, some of the injuries this week. Uh, come back again next week and listen to us because we're going to try to cover some trade targets for contenders. I always think that's a really good portion of the podcast because you always have teams that are contending. So it's nice for me selfishly to listen to see what you know what, what the breakdown is going to look like for my own teams. 
You guys, make sure you check us out on the website, DynastyTradeCalculator.com. Find us on Twitter, at FFDynastyTrades, for these trades were retweeted that Izzy made. Probably do some more live tweets like this during the show, so make sure you follow us so you can keep track of those as well. You can follow Izzy on Twitter, at DTC underscore Izzy E. Our producer, Jonathan Mosier, at DTC underscore John Mosier. And uh, I can be found on Twitter, at FFHercules, I think. Mm-hmm. Still that. Uh... Thank you guys for listening. See you next week. Bye.